As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. You asked for it, so here goes. Now watch this. Ah, I did, oh, I am sorry, but this is exciting. Look at this color. Oh, 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 yes. Oh, oh, yes. Oh my gosh, it's so um, great. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network, a fine network. It's Monday, March 21st. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory alongside me. As always, Tass Mellis. Hey, what's going on, everybody? What's up, Tassie? We got our top shot hot boy ripping them lips, Trey Kirby. hey yo. hey yo. The international man of mystery, taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. <laughs> And finally, making the magic happen, <laughs> super producer, JD. Hello. Wow. You all right? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm getting better. Uh, bad you a, don't bad sound weekend. All right. Yeah, wow, this weekend was bad. God. I had no voice yesterday, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Screaming at my kids, I guess. <laughs> That'll it do takes it. its toll. <laughs> That'll do it. Uh, shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Take a second, like, subscribe thrive uh share the show with your friends as well email in your nba questions to no dunks at the athletic.com uh before we get into the winners and losers of the nba weekend i gotta know how's the no dunks march madness bracket doing if we're trying to shoot the moon we're doing pretty well here skates. oh no uh did a quick check this morning no dunks coming in Number 530 out of 594 entries. Yes. Wow. That's No? No, that's Well, that's rough. Oh. <laughs> but I mean, it checks out. We don't know anything about college yeah, basketball. Yeah, we said so. so. Uh, there it is. But I, I can't believe there's somehow 
like 64 people worse yeah. than us? That what you said? That's... Yeah, maybe they didn't actually complete their oh, bracket. Yeah, I actually couldn't see. I wasn't logged in under our account, and it only shows the top 500 in the standings. So I just had to keep scrolling. I'm like, where are we? Skeets logs us in, and we see 530 of 594. We, were, we weren't lying when we said we know nothing. Yeah, we know well, nothing. Uh, so, yeah, we lost uh, two of our final four on day one. Yeah. <laughs> And it's just been all downhill since then. Hey, hold on. We did have um, your uh, Michigan Wolverines yeah, that's in true. the Sweet 16, that's so true. we nailed that. How's Gran? Yeah. Is Gran still going out there? She no, goes! She goes. Oh, you can't man. ride Gran any longer, Lee. <laughs> Get off, you sicko. Um, no, it's, we got off to a rough start, like uh, Trey said, but uh, a lot of fun. Did you watch? Uh, no, called, uh, but uh, I can't imagine, though. I saw. I did know there were a ton of upsets and things happening, though, so I imagine whoever's Well, the, the one top. you wanted, St. Peter's. Yeah. And their funny little mustaches, yes. they're still alive. Yes. I, you did, you, yeah, that Peacocks. was on me. I talked us out of that, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that's the way it goes, though. You know, but yeah. that's the thing. Whoever's leading must have less idea than us because they must have been picking, like, <laughs> Kentucky. I'm not so sure about that. that. Yeah. Uh, well, because, you know, Kentucky's out. and Is Duke out as well? No, uh, no, no. no. Duke Just is Kentucky. still alive. Oh, Kentucky's anyway. out, yeah. And then our uh, our wild Iowa State to win it all pick. Yeah. Uh, no, Iowa, excuse Iowa, me. Iowa State is Iowa. actually still alive. Anyway. All right, we've got the leader right now is the 4-1-2 kid who's got Kansas in the championship, okay. winning the championship. And Kansas and Duke, uh, the other the other final member here, yeah. still available. All four teams in the final yeah, four. The 4-1-2 kid is looking good. Okay. I watched a little of this basketball tournament over the weekend. The main thing that stuck out to me, this is the orangest basketball you have ever seen. <laughs> I saw people It looks like this. it's glowing, and it was apparently on purpose. You know, like Wilson came out with some cool, fancy basketball using all of their latest basketball tech. It <laughs> dribbles truer than any ball before. But also, they made it extra orange, so it sticks out on TV. It looks like everybody's on fire. Up it has bright. resulted in some legends, bright. too. Yeah. I think there's yeah, been, been uh, two or three or yeah. something like mm-hmm. that in at least the men's bracket. So, yeah, great stuff. It was a good Weird. weekend. It was a good weekend for basketballing. The Zags were fun. Drew Timmy. Timmy Timmy. Some push. He looks like Scotty Barnes out there, the way he dinks and dumps. And he's like his, 15 years older than Scotty Barnes, I think. He's, he's like looks one of like the it. rare seniors, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Yeah, he great speech afterwards. He said, uh, he said at halftime, he told his guys, I don't give a flying F what happens out there. We're going to try. Flying F. He bleeped himself. <laughs> wow. Guys, that sounds cool. like Millis, yeah. Yeah, that was great. That was, was great fight against, against Memphis. He, they, Memphis almost beat them. That was a really yeah, good game. Zags came back. Tigers there. Almost yeah. did it. Yeah, rough weekend for Memphis. In Atlanta, anyway. That's right. Friday we were, we were down at the Fortress yeah. on Friday night. And the Hawks uh, yeah. took care of them. No Trey Young, too. No, no. It was um, surprisingly a bit of a flat game, wasn't it, really, yeah. overall? No yeah. one had the Hawks blowing out the Grizzlies without Trey Young. But we did have a great moment that you guys would all appreciate here because just before tip-off, someone came running up the stairs who we both recognized, Sir Foster. <laughs> so we stopped him, gave him a little, like, dap-up. But he was in a rush. Oh, yeah. Taking so a he was for yeah. a Sir Foster before the game. It was an incredible That's his thing. Yeah. yeah. Lee even tried, like, get yeah. a selfie. But yeah, like, Lee was like, as he was running away, like, can we get a photo? And he was yeah. long gone. He's like, no, oh, he's already at the urinal. Oh, I thought you were going to stop him and say, that's what we call a Sir Foster. Yeah, well, I mean, he was very excited. We like, we, we saw Sir Foster take a Sir Foster at the Fortress. That's pretty amazing. Uh, that may have been the highlight of the game. It was pretty flat. Yeah. But, yeah. Great, I mean, great win for the Hawks, and they followed up with a of course mm. but uh yeah just uh, it was lacking something there we just kept night. saying no this is great this is great the hawks up 20 you know the grizzlies are gonna make a run jar's gonna turn it on true. he had some nice moments but no yeah. none of those like 
classic jar moments, unfortunately. But... The, the most hilarious part was standing room only, of course. Yeah. It's the only way Lee knows how to do. Um, and I'm there with them, having a blast, having a beer. And every time the Grizzlies would, like, maybe get ready to go in transition, Lee would, like, fumble for his phone <laughs> and then try and record because he's excited Jaw's going to do something, you know, in transition. But yeah. never really happened. No. And if it did, you definitely missed it. Even in the pregame warm-ups, he threw a high up uh, off the, you know, to bounce it in to throw it in the reverse, and he missed it. He doinked oh. it. Yeah. yeah. Tough. It's okay. It's not okay. your night. Not your night. <laughs> How was the green egg, though? Uh, yeah, you have any customers? No, I didn't wheel the green egg down there. Okay, let's get into our actual winners and losers of the NBA weekend. NCAA? We're going to uh, do some No. Are you know who's a winner? Uh, no. I think the oh, advertisers, the advertisers who put two ads at the top of this show, because I'm convinced they thought we were going to talk about NCAA. This week, two ads off the top oh. of the show. They must think it's an NCAA show. And the people at the Athletic said, that's basketball throwing a couple there off the top that's fine they're winners because we talked to NCAA for like eight minutes and then a green egg yeah, it's true integration I don't know <laughs> who do you have who do you have for your uh, big NBA oh. Of the weekend? oh there it is a perfect weekend for the Timberwolves of Minnesota they just kept picking up half games left and right mm-hmm. all weekend Friday night They didn't even play, and they improved their position. The Mavs lost to the 76ers. Nuggets lost to the Cavs. That's like hitting a good card out of the community chest when you're playing Monopoly. (laughs) A bank error in the Timberwolves' favor. Helped them out Friday on Saturday night. Whoa, easy guy. They helped themselves out. The Bucs came to Minnesota. No Giannis. The Bucs are trying to manage a little right knee soreness for their MVP candidate, and the Timberwolves took advantage of that opportunity. 25 points, 11 rebounds, 5 assists for Carl Anthony Towns. 25 points, four assists, three steals for Anthony Edwards. He had 12 points in the first quarter, looked great, threw down a nice windmill dunk as well. 16 points, nine assists for D'Angelo Russell. Meanwhile, nobody on the Bucks scored more than 15 points on the night. The Timberwolves were quicker to the ball all night. They had so many weird bounces where like, it almost looked like somebody was shooting an air ball. It would just tip the rim and fall right to a Timberwolf yeah. who would be able to finish at the rim. They also hit 22 of 47 from three. It was just their night in a dominating win. 138 to 119. This game had it all. Had some drama in the yeah. first quarter. Serge Ibaka and Torian Prince get into it. Patrick Beverly sprints over from 40 feet away and just pushes Ibaka. He ended up getting ejected, as did uh, Ibaka. Ibaka did get ejected. Yeah. No, George, no, George, George Hill sorry, got yeah, ejected. George, Hill, George yeah. Hill got ejected because he got in the mix as well, pushing Beverly after Beverly ran over. Abaka, I think, got a technical, and maybe there was also a double foul or something like that. But I don't know. I have my problems with Patrick Beverly, but he's bringing some swag and chemistry, no doubt, to the Timberwolves. And I didn't even mind that one. It's like, if you're going to get kicked out, at least make it a cool way of getting kicked out. Also had some comedy, too. After the game, Carl Anthony Towns and Brooke Lopez took this classic jersey swap photo. (laughs) But as you'll see here on YouTube, they didn't actually swap their jerseys. (laughs) Apparently, uh, Carl Towns' jersey was already going to be raffled away for charity. Sold for $8,100 for the Fast Break Foundation, which is great for them. And also just a hilarious picture. I imagine Brooke Lopez got a kick out of this. Turned out to be Minnesota's 10th win in 11 games. They're calling themselves Minnesota on Twitter. Nice. Yeah, Flip bad. it over. Pretty good. And it still gets better because Dallas lost to the Hornets on Saturday. The Nuggets lost to the Celtics on Sunday, which means the Timberwolves have finally clawed themselves out of the play and into the real playoffs. Currently the sixth seed right now, tied with Denver, but they got a 2-1 tiebreaker. And just a game and a half back of Dallas for the fifth seed. 
Timberwolves have been playing great. They just haven't gotten many breaks with regards to the Nuggets and the Mavericks playing so well. Yep. They finally got a break this weekend, and they did a good job winning their one game that they needed to win. Everybody's a Timberwolves fan right now. Yeah. I know they're going crazy in the stream team right now. I've never seen such a wolf pack. <laughs> yeah. What, what do you think, Lee, of Minnesota's weekend? Uh, it was a fantastic weekend for them, and it could really get even better because two of their next three games are against the Mavericks. Mm-hmm. If they win both of those, they've got the Suns in between that, and then they've got the Celtics, so it's a tough schedule Very here. Tough. But if they can win those games against the Mavericks then they can almost sort of get themselves out of playoff or play-in contention, which is, I think, the ultimate goal here. They don't want to have to face anyone in that play. They could still win. They should still win. Yeah, They've been yeah. the best team but out they of They should be a Clippers in a one they should, situation they should. if they're 7 But it's yeah, just but. such a – it's an unknown thing with the, the, the Wolves because they've only been that one time with Carl Anthony Towns. So they've been playing great. The Patrick Beverly thing, I mean – he deserved to get thrown out for just being a dickhead and just, like, you didn't need to come in and it's third man rule in hockey, isn't it? It's like, <laughs> there was there was nothing really happening yeah. in that scuffle. He comes in and pushes and I think the ref's just like, just get out. You're just being an idiot tonight. I mean, I've, I've talked glowingly about what Patrick Beverly brings to this team and in this game it didn't cost them. But if he behaves like that in a playoff game, let's say it is this, you know, one and done playing, that could cost his team because... There was absolutely no reason for him to come in and and, and escalate that to, to that. So, yes, Patrick Beverly, you, I've said before, 50% of me loves him, 50% of me can't stand him when he does these things. Uh, it didn't cost his team, but you got away with one, I think, there because uh, this was a very convincing performance otherwise from Minnesota. Yeah, I wasn't watching it live, but my man Dave said and said, did you see what Patrick Beverly did? And I thought... <laughs> You know, considering all the stuff he's done the past week, that it must have been really bad for him to, for my man sentence to say it that way. And then I saw it as just a gentle push. But yeah. I was, as soon as he said that, I was, I, I was ready to jump on the anti Patrick Beverly bandwagon. You know, it, it's, it's a pendulum, baby. It's been swinging in the right direction. It could swing in the wrong direction. But this was whatever defending his teammate, get tossed. It, you know, you shouldn't. That shouldn't happen in the playoffs. Uh, but yeah, this is a, a glowing night to drop 138 against a Bucks team. It's still a professional team without Giannis on the defensive end still. Uh, That is a lot of points. And Towns felt like he was the best player on the floor in that game. I think that was clear uh, going back and watching this. And that's that's what the Wolves desperately need. They need that every single night. We talked about at the beginning of the season, thinking back the first 40 games, that this is Anthony Edwards' team. I mean, man, has that flipped. Carl uh, Anthony Towns has shown how freaking great he is, and that's what they're going to need going into the postseason. And Dallas hasn't been playing well, so this, that bodes well for this week for the Wolves. You are, you're absolutely right, though. It feels like this is a team a lot of people are cheering for, and it's because they've had you know so little playoff mm-hmm. success. I mean, making it the one time when Jimmy was there it was Carl Anthony Towns, like you said. But, like, I'm all in. I love it. I love seeing their fan base rabid, pun intended, uh, going nuts over the Wolfpack here. And uh, I, I hope they do sort of remain out of the play yeah. and actually in the playoffs. And I think they're going to put up one hell of a fight, whoever they play mm-hmm. in a first-round series, be it a 3-6 matchup, even if they get up to 5 and a 4-5. Like, that's going to be, I think, will be like a 6-7 game series easily. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, who knows which way it goes, the way they're playing right now. Yeah, I mean, if you look at They're the- playing with some confidence. Yeah. And part of that obviously comes by, by way of a guy like Patrick Beverly with his sort of just attitude, but then Carl Anthony Towns, like you said, hey, I might be the best player out here on any given night. Anthony Edwards plays that way as well. So, you know, they, they're going to be playing with a little bit of nothing-to-lose attitude. Yeah, and, and if you look at a team like the Warriors, you know, Steph might not be 100% sure. healthy. Clay is still trying to figure it out. Wiggins has been unconvincing, and even Draymond is sort of coming back. So that could be the best time to play the Warriors. And then look at the Grizzlies. As great as they've been, they haven't proven anything yet in the playoffs. So it doesn't really matter where it is for the Wolves. They're going to feel, at this point, 
pretty good against one of those right, teams. Right, but you you did say it. I think of mm-hmm. those teams like the Mavericks and the Nuggets, even with the Wolves. Minnesota has the toughest schedule still oh, remaining. Yeah. So, I mean, they got to still win these games to get in, and those head-to-heads are obviously massive. Huge, yeah. Uh, Taz, who do you have for a winner of the weekend? Well, I was in Toronto for the weekend, and uh, I think I needed to be in Toronto on Canadian soil to really understand what Scotty Barnes <laughs> is all about. We talked about on Friday the Rookie of the Year race. Uh, I, I proclaimed Evan Mobley the winner and that Scotty was in the, you know, the 2-3 seed with Kate Cunningham. And then Friday night against the Lakers, he had his career high where he was controlling, controlling the game a lot coming down uh, to the fourth quarter. In those last few minutes, uh, he's just so good with the ball in his hands. He's got a lot of responsibility. He can either you know get into the lane and dink and dump, or uh, he's so good at driving, putting the ball way over his head and, and taking some hits into the body and then throwing it up. Uh, and then if he's not part of the play, of course he will be part of the play. He makes himself known uh, on the glass. He had 17 boards in this game to go along with six assists. Just a great night for Scotty Barnes. Yeah, they lost uh, to the Los Angeles Lakers. The banks are open late in Canada. LeBron with that uh, crazy three there late. Uh, but, yeah, he, he was he was solid in that game. So uh, just to add that, and I still think Evan Mobley's the guy uh, with the whole package. Uh, but going into Sunday, the, the Raps, they bounce back, baby. Uh, they played the Sixers on the road, and they showed – why nobody really wants to play this team because they can just get so gritty. You think <laughs> Joel Embiid-led offense against this team that only plays six nine guys would find a way to mash the Raptors. But Scotty Barnes did a very good job on James Harden. Again, coming down the stretch, had to guard James Harden. He was only 6 of 20. And then Joel Embiid was going up against Precious Achua. Uh, they got that little relationship, uh, the Nigerian-Cameroonian relationship. And, and Precious Achua had no problem no problem uh, trying to guard him. Uh, obviously, Embiid just missed some shots, but as soon as they put the ball on the floor, Nick Nurse had his guys just going at Embiid, and uh, they're, they're they're solid. They're very, very solid. Six of 20 on defense, uh, or I'm sorry, for uh, Embiid on this night. So the Raptors didn't allow Embiid or Harden to score over 21. The 76ers are 8-3 and three with James Harden, but it doesn't feel like a very good 8-3 and three mm-hmm. whatsoever. Uh, Jimmy James was... Uh, passing off a lot in this game and uh, the Raps did a good job including Scotty Barnes just to get an ugly 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 win and you could see that going into the postseason yeah that, could that felt like again. a postseason game that's yeah. what you're going to see I think from Raptors games in the postseason struggling and, yeah. and Scotty Barnes came back to earth in this game 6 of 21 on 13 points I think he's feeling so good he's starting to pull up a lot from three-point land or just pull up and off the dribble that's not him he that's just not his game quite yet uh, but he's you know he's feeling good and obviously he's going to get better come the offseason so you know the wraps a, an up and down weekend just like the Lakers an up and down weekend uh, but you know they got to feel good they got to feel good going into the postseason that they can know that they know they can win with with defense and, and with no Fred out there you know one and one's a fine weekend yeah, Scotty uh, clanked a couple of free throws late in this one. Uh, so did uh, Precious miss one. So the Raptors nearly blew it, even yep. though they sort of had control there. But, uh, yeah, I think the Raptors right now are feeling pretty good. Uh, Fred, the injury is a bit of a concern because it is that knee. Uh, and, again, he's played a ton of minutes. So we'll see how that sort of works out. But uh, overall, I think a pretty good bounce back. I don't know if the Raptors just took their eye off the ball against the Lakers on Friday night. But, uh Russell hit that big three. Oh. <laughs> it was Drake was shocked. I mean, everyone was shocked because it was like yeah. you would he live just with, hit you, the corner. He just hit the corner of the backboard. Yeah, yeah, you would live with that shot every single yeah. time. You say, "Fine, take that shot to win the or to tie the game at least," and uh, and they did. So good on Russ. They celebrated, then they lost to the Wizards the next night. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they did. Yeah. Yeah. 
how it is. That's how it is, you know? Uh, some funny stuff. Uh, LeBron claiming that when he saw Scotty Barnes play in seventh grade that he instantly knew he was going to be a star. Yeah. Very funny. <laughs> Trumped by Scotty Barnes yep. saying that he liked Kobe more than LeBron. Even though Scotty Barnes grew up in Florida, he would have been like 10 or 11 years old uh, when LeBron won his first title with yep. the Heat. I don't Great know point. if maybe he's more of a... Orlando Magic fan growing up. Mm. But that was very funny to me. And then a nice scrap out win uh, for the Raptors yesterday. 20 offensive rebounds against the Sixers, who obviously have a huge dude in Joel Embiid. 50 points in the paint, 18 second chance points. Like, they just out physical a team that's bigger than them. So that's super impressive. And me. it didn't look great when they started that game. They were down yeah. in a big hole against Philly last night, uh, but got back into it. And Precious Achua. I mean, this is the guy that some Raps fans were getting excited about when they did the, you know, the sign and trade there with the Heat and Lowry goes there. And yeah, Goran Dragic comes back. That's con- contract reasons. You know, he's obviously barely even played and then was gone. But it was Precious as the piece where you're like, you know, if you watched him on Miami, you're like, there's, there's something here. And then he just got off to a brutal start. Uh, to start the season with Toronto. And I mean, I remember talking here going like, this guy keeps botching, like can't catch the yeah. ball. He's like missing bunnies. and Can't like, run and dribble. Yeah. And he is on a tear right now. Suddenly he can't miss from three. And then the defensive presence, like you guys were pointing out against Embiid last night, he just looks like a completely different player, I would say over the last couple of mm-hmm. weeks, which is a huge boon for the Raptors. Yeah. And Nick Nurse, I think has done a good job sort of trusting yeah. him because early on there was a, f- a few times his decision-making was awful. Mm-hmm. And you thought, how much longer can he keep this guy out there yeah. for? So he's obviously shown some trust in him. He's worked with him. And now Precious is repaying it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Lee, who do you have for a winner of the weekend? The team that is still just continuing to roll is the Boston Celtics right now. Another fantastic week. Oh, they beat the, the Kings. Who cares? But last night in Denver, they absolutely pounded yeah. the Nuggets. I mean, this one's over in the first half. It was an absolute bloodbath there against a team that is also struggling. And if you look at just the efficiency here of the way the Celtics played, 57% they shot from the field, 19 for 40 from threes, that's 47%, 11 for 11 from the line. I mean, there wasn't tons of free throws because this game was over. And then they just didn't turn it over eight times in there uh, last night. 29 assists, 38 rebounds. They just suffocated Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets and it wasn't even close. And I like the way that they defended Jokic. He had one of his worst performances because he just could never get going. And it was Robert Williams, Grant Williams, Al Horford, they all had a go at him. After the game, Grant Williams calling himself Batman because he stopped the Joker. Even his own teammates, Jalen Brown and uh, Jason Tatum, weren't really feeling it. But you know what? Uh, the Celtics, though, like, on, you know, their defense is incredible right now. But on offense, the way that that ball moves, everyone knows exactly what the play is, who's getting the shot, where it's going mm-hmm. to, and they just look almost uh, unguardable. The, the Nuggets certainly yesterday had absolutely no answer whatsoever. And it gets even better here for the Celtics because they are now two, two games clear of Chicago for fifth. They are tied with Philadelphia for third at three and a half games back of Miami, who's the leader, and only half a game back of the Bucks. Here. Yeah, I know. The Celtics could finish second. Yeah. They absolutely could. They got the Thunder next. So that's They've won number. something like 21 of 25 games, yeah. and like they're one of the most dominant 25-game runs of all time in terms of just point differential. Like yeah. Just hammering and, team. And the eye test certainly backs that up. There's no sort of lucky wins. There's no like, oh, they're, they're, they're beating up on, on all bad teams. They're playing some uh, some good teams here and beating them. Yeah, so they got the Thunder next. Then they got Utah and then Minnesota. So, you know, that's a couple of tougher games there. But after that, they've got a, a reasonable schedule here to close out. They do play Miami once and, uh, and, and Milwaukee. But I, I can see Boston right now. They don't have any significant injuries. They're playing really, really well. I can see them uh, slipping into second in are, the East. Are they a title contender, the Boston Celtics? Do they need to be included uh, you know, on the short list there of teams that could actually win this whole thing? 
What do you think, Trey? I think so. Yeah. I think uh, they play great defense, and then they got a guy in Jason Tatum who can go for 30 any night. He had 30 against the Nuggets, as did Jalen Brown. Like, if you're able to get 30 from two separate players and you play defense the way the Celtics do, you're certainly uh, a contender yeah. uh, in my book, especially because... They've got mostly solid players the entire way through. Peyton Pritchard, he's like their only small guy out there, and he's shooting the ball incredibly well right now. So, you know, maybe come playoff time, teams get a lot more daring about, like, trying to have Marcus Smart beat them, trying to, you know, target their two bigs lineup, like trying to put Grant, uh, sorry, Robert Williams into stuff, maybe attacking Grant Williams just because he's a little slow of foot sometimes. So there are things that will get tougher, I think, for the Celtics in the playoffs, but... I mean, they're on a roll right now. Their fans were so loud in Denver that Mike Malone said it was a Celtics home game. Mm. Nice stuff. <laughs> that was that was loud. Like there was some loud MVP chants for Jason Tatum. Yeah. And there's an MVP candidate. Yeah. Playing for the Nuggets. <laughs> that won it last year. That was year. wild. Yeah. Who's the actual MVP? At least still reigning. Uh, anything to add to Boston here? Well, I think the beauty of the Eastern Conference. A lot of the time, we come into playoffs and say, "Oh, it's wide open." You know, like we feel like these. Second tier team, like if they're not part of the absolute top, that we still think we they can get in. But when it comes down to it, they can't. But in this instance, it really feels like any of these teams can get through, and I think that includes the Boston Celtics. I think they do a good job with the bigs in the Eastern Conference that seem unstoppable in Joel Embiid and Giannis Antetokounmpo. They've got that sort of defensive advantage. Yeah. Uh, so really, I think anybody can win a couple series and and blow through. I mean, it's I don't think there is. By far and away, a number one team in the East. The Bucks right. should be the favorite. So you Heat think you're, you're right putting, there. Yeah, you're putting Miami, you're putting Milwaukee. Sounds yeah. like you're probably still putting Philly, though maybe you're questioning yeah, that a little yeah, bit. for sure. You're obviously including Boston at this point. It's wide open. And then what? The Brooklyn Nets factor with Kevin Durant. Of course. And of course, Kyrie. Yeah, and I, I think... Does it stop there? Or like, are the Bulls in there? Are the Raptors in there? Probably, I think you're starting to cut it there. Yeah, it's probably yeah. starting to cut it there. Yeah, but, so five teams. But yeah, well, yeah. It feels like, again, any of those teams can falter, though, at the top. So yeah. why can't the Bulls get hot? The problem is we're you do have to get into a flow before the playoffs. I mean, it has to happen at some point, especially because your first-round matchup is kind of tough. So the Celtics, the fact that they've won 21-25, they got to feel good. I got a few mini-winners here. Mm. Let's get to LeBron, all right? Finally, for somebody in the stream team freaking out, when are you going to talk about LeBron? Let's talk about LeBron, okay? He passed Carl Malone. He's now number two on the scoring list. So he's done it. He entered Saturday night just 19 points behind Carl Malone's 36,928, um, which has stood as the second most in NBA history for like two decades. Yeah. But LeBron played in this game after heavy minutes, you know, the game before. Trey, you had said, I don't think he's going to play against Washington because of the little back-to-back situation. He'll probably then play um, Cleveland. Excuse, Cleveland against, against Cleveland yeah. tonight. And uh, instead, nope, Saturday night, LeBron, I guess, through warm-ups felt good. And he said, let's give it a go. And Easily got to the point mark in passing Carl Malone. Um, it was funny because we had a debate what they were going to do when he did that. Now, I know it happens on the road mm-hmm. here, but they didn't stop the game. Game continued. Then there was a foul. Sadoransky, he was upset about the foul. He could have complained about that. LeBron did. And then they put it up, obviously, on the uh, on the big screen that he's just passed Carl Malone. And nice little standing ovation. <laughs> but there was no stoppage. There was no gameplay. Yeah. I know we were having that debate what they were actually going to do. And in the end, they really didn't do much at all. Just set 
Hey, way to go. Way to score a bunch of points. <laughs> Very nice that he got to celebrate with his old teammate, KCP, there. Yes. <laughs> it was beautiful. LeBron daps up KCP after passing Carl Malone for second all-time scoring. Weird headline, but I loved watching LeBron break the record with, like, a flurry of scoring. You know, it wasn't yeah. just like he barely got to 20 points over the course of the game. He caught fire yeah. in the second quarter. And it was very funny to see him hitting, like, these massively long three-pointers when early in his career it was like, you got to give him the three. Play off him and give him the three. Not anymore. Times have changed. That was really cool. In the past two weeks, LeBron has eclipsed 50 points twice. He's become the first player in NBA history to hit 10,000 points, rebounds, and assists. Nobody's hit those marks uh, in all three. And now he's passed the mailman here. But then the funny part of all of this is the Lakers lose this game. Yeah. They're 11 games below 500 yeah. after losing to Washington. I mean, they're going to still make the play-in, so... That's just the way it is. Uh, <laughs> yep. uh, LeBron, though, yeah, it's just going to be really to see how far, how close he gets to Kareem by the end of this season. Uh, they've probably got, what, 11 or 12 games left, I guess. Uh, I expect he's going to play in most of those and, you know, try to get fill it up as much as he can so that next season... Uh, he overtakes Kareem pretty early. And is he going to still gun for the uh, scoring title here? Oh, well, Which of course is like he's, yeah. neck and neck between... Yeah. Uh, LeBron, Embiid, and Giannis. It's like yeah. if one guy scores one more basket, they automatically take the lead. That's how tight it is. So we, we'll see yeah. how he wants that. Last day of the season, imagine we have them both going, all three of them going for like 50 to try to yeah, uh, win awesome. you know, That'd be fun. Yeah, Could be in play, uh, but they did lose. Yeah, <laughs> so I, They couldn't stop Porzingis. In the fourth. <laughs> yeah. They have no size, <laughs> really. I mean, LeBron is their center. Uh, and, yeah, it's it was an unfortunate fourth quarter. I will say that for them, their lack of depth really showed – uh, in this game, because their starters actually played really well. Starting unit, they're plus seven in the first quarter, and then in the third quarter, they also won those minutes, but their depth uh, killed them in the fourth quarter. They're up going into the fourth, and then yeah, the, the backcourt of Avery Bradley and DJ Augustine, and frontcourt of Wendy Gabriel and, and Carmelo Anthony, along with Westbrook, uh, couldn't find the hole. Uh, and then they got down. And then, yeah, the, I, so, so. Rose-colored glasses, their starters are playing well. Add Anthony Davis playing 40 minutes at a great level, and maybe you don't have to go to, to Wendy and Gabriel and friends <laughs> right. deep down deep down in the rotation. Yeah, they are going need, to need some miracles like they got Friday night uh, to end games to win like they did against the Raptors. But there was some good signs of the, the Austin Reeves, Malik Monk, Westbrook, uh, James, and Stanley Johnson five-man unit. There was cutting. There was baskets. They were. They did. They did outplay the the wizard starters when they were on the floor both times. But then the bench uh, gave it away. We will uh, see when LeBron now just surpasses Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Mm. I mean, knock on wood that he doesn't get injured here over the last stretch of this season and then early next season. But like, if he keeps up this sort of scoring pace, you know, twenty-five to twenty-nine a night. It's not going to take all that long next year. No, it should be. I think in the first half of next season, wow. assuming he's healthy. Uh, yeah. So. Right and for just, that, they will stop the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just wonder how far ahead he will get. He'll crack yeah, forty. Forty k. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's pretty, know. pretty incredible. Yeah. I mean, I saw Brian Windhorst on ESPN had a long article about LeBron is. I don't want to put words in Windhorst's mouth, but the idea that he's uh, changing the narrative for like the greatest of all time in the sense that it's longevity, of right. course, coming yes. into play. And yeah. Just the accumulation and being so good for so long. Yes. And that's the one thing he's going to hold over, of course, MJ, if you're comparing the two. But. I mean, to have the hype he's had coming in from high yeah. school to the NBA and then exceeded that, I, I think is incredible. And so yeah, he's it's amazing. Yeah, that, that's the thing. You can love or hate LeBron, but for a, for a kid to come in at 18 years of age, 
and have basically, you know, 19, 20 years later, still playing at an elite level and breaking records. He's got the championship. He should have had way more MVPs than he's got. I mean, it, that... The How hardest, many did you have him down for again? I think okay. 11. I think oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, forgot uh, about I, The hardest thing, I think, in sport is to live up to any hype, expectation. You know, you think of how many guys have come through drafted high, and you know, number one, number two, whatever, and they've fizzled out or haven't even gotten close to the expectations, and he just <laughs> continues to uh, exceed them. The longevity argument, it ain't going to win any arguments. No? No. You're in a barber shop and you say, but LeBron played longer and stronger. I, I, it's not It's not a good argument. It's not a good argument If winner. you're Team LeBron, it is. I mean, that's the thing. People have their, their Team he played LeBron, the their Team MJ. Give me Kevin Willis, baby. I, listen, I'm, <laughs> you I'm want not, Vince Carter? No, I mean, yeah. what he's doing is absolutely incredible. It's just it's not an, it's not an argument buster. Uh, the word longevity in an argument. It's not, it, it's not a winner for me. Obviously, he's incredible, and he's going to be the number one scorer okay, what about pretty this? soon. What if his son shouldn't even be in the NBA league but gets drafted because LeBron has basically guaranteed I'm going to your team if you draft my son. They draft him. LeBron goes there, and then he wins a title with his son. LeBron oh, oh, yeah. There you go. Title, good. Good. <laughs> good. Good, good exclamation point. on that. Yeah, hell of an exclamation yeah, point yeah, for of, sure. Of course. Which team has LeBron scored the most points against? Ooh. Uh, well, that's a good cue. It's got to be an Eastern. Yeah. Eastern Conference, for yeah. sure. Uh, I don't think you think of this as a huh. LeBron rival okay. at all. Milwaukee. Uh, or Milwaukee, it is. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 1,723 points. Which team has he scored the fewest points against? Probably a West Coast San Antonio? Team. Mm. No? Oh. You use the use your old noodle here oh, on this one. Yeah. Is a newer newer? No, 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 no. It makes a lot of sense when you consider LeBron's career. Which team he would have scored the fewest points against? Cleveland. That's oh, right. Oh, right. Cleveland. Oh, good call. Good Where call. would be the funniest place for LeBron to break the record next year? Uh, wow. Sacramento. Like <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, just I mean, a late one. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> At least, well. I don't know. I guess they they had a rivalry uh, the king, back the in the king day. and the king. Yeah. Well, that's, that's not where, bad. That's where he scored his first. That's oh yeah, so that's his career. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm rooting for Sacramento yeah. now. All right, uh, I have a couple other mini winners okay. here. Uh, the Cavs. You know, you're talking about the Raptors trying to catch them, but the Cavs held on to the sixth seed over the over the weekend. Yep. They did a good job. Two wins. Friday night, they beat the Nuggets in overtime. We'll get to that when I talk about Denver in a little bit when we get to losers. And then Saturday, the Cavs held on, beat that scrappy Pistons team by four. Um, so. They're, they're looking good that they are going to probably stay out of the play, and I don't want to jinx it for them, but they hold the tiebreaker over the Raptors, which is yep. huge. I mean, that means you know Raps got to clear them uh, by a game there when it comes down to it because they beat them three times this season, so they have a fourth game, but it won't matter in the in the head-to-head tiebreaker. So just uh, some pretty impressive victories, I thought, the Friday night one. Lowry Markkinen, huge. Season-high 31 for him, and then you had Garland and Mobley doing their thing. And you talked up Scotty Barnes, you know, and him maybe, like, making it a little bit closer in the Rookie of the Year race. Sure. But, you know, Mobley uh, had an awesome game on Friday night. You know, not not as amazing on Saturday, but still. He's he's probably holding on to this thing, I think, in the end. As great as Scotty Barnes and, and Cade, to some extent, have played, I think he will, and I think the Cavs are going to hold on, too. I do. Those were massive wins over the weekend. They were. If Nikola Jokic, I wish that shot went into oh, uh, at, at the, the end, end of regulation. regulation. Oh, yeah. That would have been the perfect. It was close. It was very close it to was going. Incredible. Yep. Just the classic driveway Dirk, uh, Dad Dirk, Jokic shot. Um, <laughs> from yep. 
So uh, unfortunately, yeah, tough, tough weekend though here for the uh, for the Nuggets. But yeah, the Cavs, the Cavs and the Bulls now they're in a real battle here to get to that, stay in that six. Big week. Well, my final winner is the Bulls. Just a minor one here because Patrick Williams is set to make his return tonight against the Raptors. First game since having wrist uh, surgery in October. We haven't seen Patrick Williams in a long, long time. He's supposed to be on a minutes restriction here, so he probably will not start being a reserve role. But the Bulls could use anything right now. Probably a little injection of life. Uh, Three-game losing streak. They've dropped eight of their past ten. Yeah, it's been ugly for the Bulls. They're coming up a little bit later. But good to see Patrick Williams coming back. But a lot of expectations on a guy that's played 76 games in his career to come in and be like the only big body out on the wing, helping the defense. But... Little any little bit of juice is going to help at this point right now. The Bulls just need something to energize them a little bit. Absolutely. Okay, so those are our winners of the NBA weekend. Anyone else you want to throw in there? I know there was some love on Twitter for the Pelicans who, mm-hmm. you know, sure. Up in the ninth. Exactly. They have, <laughs> they get yeah. a home court advantage That's there. Right. They play those Lakers in that play-in tournament. Oh, the That's Lakers the... love playing on the road. Oh, though. boy. Oh, boy. Uh, so maybe them, but let's hear from spicy. you guys in the stream mm-hmm. team. Other winners of the NBA weekend, let us know in the YouTube comments or tweet at us at No Dunks Inc. Take our first break. When we come back, we'll get to the losers. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Wouldn't you love to travel without the actual, you know, traveling part? For example, I want to go to Lisbon, let's say. I just snap my fingers, I'm there. No driving to the airport, no flight delays, no fools at security who still don't know that yes, you need to take your laptop out of your bag and place it in the tray. Oh my God, how long have we been doing this? Travel without traveling. I want it both ways, but that's not possible. It is with Mack Weldon though. Guys tend to think looking sharp means starchy Oxfords and stiff chinos rather than effortless comfort. But this is possible to have it both ways. Mack Weldon makes timeless apparel with modern performance fabrics for guys who want to look and feel sharp without sacrificing comfort. From their light-as-air underwear to innovative anti-odor tees and versatile yet comfortable pants, Mack Weldon has a full range of clothes that never go out of style. I've got it all. I got the air knit underwear. I got the Ace Collection sweatpants. I've got the Silver Peak Polo. Everything fits perfectly. All I get is compliments. Mack Weldon has figured this stuff out. Because performance fabric usually means clothes that look or feel sort of techy or shiny. Mack Weldon clothes are designed to fit your style and the demands of a busy life. They look like regular clothes, which is good. I want regular clothes, but feel like the latest in modern comfort. They're the go-to choice for guys who want to look great without even trying. Get timeless looks with modern comfort from Mack Weldon. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your first order with the promo code NODUNKS. 
That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com, promo code NONUCKS. Okay, we've done the winners of the NBA weekend. Let's do the losers. Tass, who do you have? I don't want to get nasty with the referees here, but uh, got to get a little nasty with the referees here. Just a little bit. I mean, people complaining about the NCAA refs this weekend. Uh, there are some brutal ones, but the Spurs-Warriors game, it got, it got odd. In the third quarter, the Warriors, who are, are fighting to try and get a flow here, they don't have Steph. And then Draymond Green was tossed, and it was an interesting one because he was angry about a, a call against him. Okay, got a technical for it. A little too much talking. Then they go to the other end. Wiggins gets a call. The Warriors actually get a call, but Draymond Green has not stopped talking. Yep. And so he goes to the referee, and it's easily it's easily visible. He was just saying, that was terrible. That was terrible. And that's all he said. Oh. Did he deserve it? <laughs> I mean, he, at a certain point, you have to stop. Yeah, that's he true. He deserved it. That's 100%. true. 100%. I mean, okay. he actually gets away with so much he does. complaining yeah. and barking. And they go, okay, like, let Draymond go. And then eventually, you got to be like, okay, man, come on. Uh, the funny part is, yeah, he, he, it, it, the Warriors were getting a call. And then as soon as he was tossed, that's when he really went yeah, off. Yeah, he went nuts. Yeah, he's got a fine coming. Oh, and, yeah. and then the funny part is he goes to Steve Kerr and he's, he t- tells him what he said. And then Steve Kerr's mad. He's like, come on! Well, that's, that's <laughs> quite reasonable. Uh, to be <laughs> saying to him, yeah, right. He was like that meme. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so he was fine with it. Anyway, so Draymond's tossed, and and they don't have Steph. They don't have Draymond at this point in the fourth quarter. The, the Spurs are trying to get into the play-in, though. So th- this is a, a an important game. We're tied at 107. Time ticking down here. Jordan Poole goes for the winner, misses. Andrew Wiggins comes up with the rebound. Three seconds left. Touch foul. Not, it's not even a foul. He's sort of looking at the bench. I think he, they were thinking about calling a timeout there because the Warriors had a timeout. Uh, but the referee there, I, I think she may have thought that the score was different than it was. She may have thought that the Spurs were intentionally fouling because there is absolutely no way this was a foul call. So uh, a wild one to send Andrew Wiggins to the line. He buries the first. Good for him. He's been terrible <laughs> at the free throw line, 33% uh, since the All-Star break. But he buries that, that first one. And then on the second one... An over-the-back call on Kevon Looney as he battles Yaka Pirtle, who comes up with the rebound. Pirtle comes up with the rebound, but the foul goes on Kevon Looney. Yeah. And so uh, in that instance, um, Ed Malloy whistles. I think he could have even gone to the other officials after he saw that the Spurs came up with the rebound and said, you know what, we'll just say it was an inadvertent foul because – or an inadvertent whistle because – the Spurs came up with a rebound. They called timeout immediately. Jakob Pertl called timeout immediately, but instead they call a whistle for an over-the-back, which from his angle kind of looked like it, but a crazy call to send Jakob Pertl, another bad free-throw shooter, <laughs> oh, to the line. His free-throw technique is the old one-hander. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Put it there and <laughs> let it go. So a couple of bad free-throw shooters here. A makeup call. Maybe they didn't feel as bad for the makeup call because it's terrible free-throw shooters. Oh, they'll just miss both anyways. Uh, but he buries the first, the 49% free-throw shooter does. And then the second one is a wild bounce, and it gets to Keldon Johnson of the Spurs. It's a tie game at this point. He just tosses it up, banks it home, oh, yeah. game winner, good night, uh, Warriors. So a, a tough loss for them. They should have you know, won it earlier. Draymond shouldn't have got tossed. But just some some odd refereeing. Do you want to make up call there? Because it definitely wasn't a foul on Wiggins. He right. goes to the line. And, and Malloy, I'm not sure if it was a makeup. Again, there was a little bit of tussling going on. But how you call an over-the-back in a free-throw line with three seconds left, I, I can't even come up with a, a 
reasonable excuse to do that. No, that sort of stuff happens. Uh, they said Bob Fitzgerald on the call. That happens every game, every possession almost, where there is some contact, you could call it. In a game like that, it felt to me very much like we really botched the last one, so we'll give the uh, Spurs a chance here. Pirtle might save us. He didn't because he knocked one in and then they got it on the end there. But the Draymond stuff, uh, look, I thought Draymond was right in the foul was a bad call, the Mm -hmm. uh, original call. He went straight up and there wasn't much contact there. But he just did not stop. And that's the problem. And that's when it doesn't matter what he's actually saying to the official. It just, he will not stop saying it. He could just keep saying, erroneous, erroneous on both accounts, erroneous. (laughs) It's like, you're not swearing at the guy, but at a certain point, like, okay, come on. Because he did did the big ball don't lie when Vassell missed the... (laughs) Airballed. Yeah, Yeah. airballed the technical free throw. And then he got the second tech as well, Vassell. So that's, I guess, Pop saying, listen, get back up there and face your demons. But anyway... I, originally, I was looking at this. I'm like, all right, Draymond. Yeah. Sometimes when a ref makes a bad call and they get abused, they hit them with the immediate T. He didn't do that. He sort of gave, I think, Draymond a bit of leeway. Say, yeah, maybe it wasn't a great call. But then it was just like, you just can't stop talking. And then when the possession is over and it's down the other end and he's still going, at that point, I'm with the ref. I'm just like, he's not going to stop. So just get out. <laughs> like, you don't want the refs to have such an influence no. on the game. But Draymond, sure. And Draymond's done this before, remember? It's cost the Warriors against that Hornets game, remember, uh, when it was, I think it was last season. And it was the jump ball and it went against him. He got ejected. Oh, yeah, and he yeah. was like, I've got to be better than that. I've got to be a better leader. Yes, he does. And this was not the time for him yeah. to completely lose his mind like that. So, uh, did he deserve it in the end? He, he basically forced <laughs> the referee. <laughs> he sort of forced the referee's hand because because I've been a ref and I, and I know what it's like. <laughs> what? Hold on, hold on. What do you mean? Well, refing kids, you know. But it's it's like you just you just get to a point where you're like, okay, man, you've you've said your piece. You kicked a kid out of a game. <laughs> Well, I want to nod it. <laughs> Get him out of here. No, but I mean, when I've like, like refed adults games, and there's those guys who just like, they something happened 10 plays ago, and they're still yeah, talking yeah. about it. And, and you want to just say, listen, have you seen yourself play? Really? Do you, you think you've got that credibility to... Oh, this is you know, the official that thinks he's better than the yeah, players. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Draymond, it's hard to have a whole lot of sympathy for him in the end. I guess, yeah, the, the silver lining of all this, we're sort of burying the, the refs in this one game, is if you watched any college basketball, you go, oh, well, could be worse. <laughs> could, be, could be a hell of a lot worse. Thank God for NBA refs. Uh, but, yeah, that was a rough one, that game. It's still Roughing is still a tough job. Oh, very, um, very. But Eddie knows what he's doing. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I'm yeah. tired of naming refs. Uh, I didn't How name. How about a Marat Kogut? Yeah. <laughs> That's what we called the technicals, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and Natalie Sago was the one who called oh, it on Andrew Wiggins. You know yeah. too many What about this ref? What about this ref? I respected Natalie Sago by not naming her. just wanted to name Ed Malloy, but... Ugh. After you gave Mo- what's his name Marat Koga, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was that was who they got that Draymond was getting it in. I'm with you, Lee. It was like he was giving him every chance to knock yeah. the yeah. out of the game. He was happy to hit him with one technical. We shoot an air ball free throw and call it even. But Draymond, I mean, honestly, it's a little bit Devin Vassell's fault if he makes that free throw. <laughs> Draymond doesn't get the chance to scream "ball don't yeah, lie" a yeah. hundred <laughs> times in his face. But Draymond can't get kicked out there. The Warriors, I'm with you, are in a playoff race right now for the second seed. Without Curry, they need Draymond out there to be dishing and distributing the ball and playing defense, obviously. But also, shout out to Jakob Pertl just showing up in another moment again. He's just, like, always the supporting guy (laughs) in all of these great moments this season. So, weird season for him. But uh, 
a nice win for the Spurs. I guess they're still in the they're mix. They're still yeah. a little bit in the mix. How alive. Yeah, the Pelicans winning, but the Lakers yep. are uh, losing games. Yeah, they're still in there. Uh, okay, my loser of the weekend. I'm going to go with Denver because uh, two losses over the weekend to Cleveland, and you said they got hammered by Boston there. They've dropped down into the play-in tournament. I thought the the game against Cleveland, where they lose in overtime, they just mm. shot themselves in the foot. Um, you know, two minutes left in overtime, Aaron Gordon got called for just a dumb travel right under the rim, mm-hmm. you know, shuffling the feet a little bit. You know, it's it's one of those ones where it's like you could call that a lot more than they do for sure. But they called it, so it's just a bad one. Then they let Karis LeVert out hustle them to an offensive rebound mm-hmm. a lot of ball watching on that one from Denver great rebound from Karis LeVert but nice dish too to Mobley he dunks it tie game at 114 40 seconds left you don't see this from the Joker often he got doubled on the baseline mm-hmm. they send it at a great time it sort of confused him a little bit the timing of it and then he just threw the ball away I think he thought he saw Gordon under the yeah, rim yeah. but it wasn't a even bad close pass, yeah. and again you just don't see Jokic make mistakes you know that glaringly uh, in, a, in a tight game usually the next possession they stop Garland at the rim but again they can't get the rebound it, I think he actually gets it again if I remember correctly kicks it out to Lowry Markkinen who splashes the three I mean the percentage that NBA players hit on an offensive rebound that mm. leads to a three like kicked out, it feels like it's 80%. It's yeah. like they almost never miss. So that was huge. I mean, if they could just secure that rebound, they're still in this. And then finally, Denver down three, 10 seconds to go. Jokic gets the ball to Bones Highland. It's a nice look. He's on the wing, and he sort of just bricks it. Uh, you know, so it's just like the Cavs fought hard. Again, great rebounding. Mobley was pretty clutch down the stretch, but uh, some just some like uncharacteristic look. Yeah. Is what I'm trying to say there. Oh, uncharacteristic uh, yep. yeah. mistakes there from Denver. Jokic yeah. looked just gassed as well. Yeah. Getting yeah. beaten for those uh, defensive rebounds and then the sort of the sloppy couple of passes that he doesn't usually make bad decisions like that. And uh, it was just five minutes too long. They just needed to win that yeah. one in, in regulation, the Nuggets, and they couldn't. They got very, very close here. But uh, you just feel that the, the, the workload maybe on Jokic Catching up. a little bit. Yeah. I mean, because Mobley's young legs and his athleticism really yeah. made Jokic look kind of old and slow there in that in that last couple of minutes. And then there had been some optimism with the Nuggets that Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. could be back in time for the playoffs, you know, maybe down the home stretch here. But comments from Michael Malone on Friday, Tess, suggest that they're not maybe that close. Like, he says there's no imminent return, so okay. And then he also added, Malone did, that Murray still has some hurdles to overcome in his return from a torn ACL. I think that I mean that's looking less and like like less and less likely, especially like a Murray that you're gonna like. What are you, you gonna be rushing this guy back for? He's obviously like a cornerstone to your franchise. Like, yeah, at a certain point, you gotta play the long game. I think, sure. especially as they fall down the standings, unfortunately. Sure. Uh, uh, you know, the going about it the other way, you'd think that they look at it and say, "We got a shot if Jamal Murray is back," and why shouldn't they? Uh, they've got one of the best players in the world playing for them yeah. uh, in a Western conference. It's not, you know, the Phoenix Suns are by far and away the number one team, but then a bunch of question marks as we've gone through. So yes, it is, it is unfortunate, but it sure is looking that way. And, and Jokic was asked about it and he says, I, I just go about it the way of saying to myself, he is not coming back. And yeah. that's how he feels about it. And I, and I don't know if this news is weighing on his mind. Probably not. He's the Joker. GAF, uh, but he, he's, he's doing a good job uh, of being the number one guy. Yeah, I, I definitely think this limits their ceiling. You know, I don't think they can win without 
somebody like him, like Jamal Murray, being dynamic in the playoffs. Just, exactly. just, just, hey, hey, we need a bucket here. Uh, if you're going to get it out of the Joker's hands and, and double, and you're going to re- really rely on Monte Morris or uh, whether it's Barton Bryn Forbes Bones, or Austin Forbes, Rivers yeah. to make some buckets... That's a lot. That's a lot to ask. So yeah, this is unfortunate news for sure because we are getting close. You know, we've been saying <laughs> we got ten games. We got ten left. games. Yes. Yeah. yeah. At, at some point, Three he weeks. needs he needs some real time. Yeah, that's the thing is that even if you bring Murray back now, ten games after missing a year is not enough time no. to be back in the playoffs, especially if you're expected to be the number two guy and a player who has raised his game in the playoffs before. Mm. I also think Will Barton is running out of steam a little bit here. He's kind of struggled the past two months. His percentages are going down. His scoring's going down. Everybody on the Nuggets is just a little bit overtaxed this year, Jokic included. So if he has a bad week, it's not surprising, right? Because there's a lot on his shoulders. There's a lot on Barton's shoulders. Like, he's their number two option. Aaron Gordon's had a nice season as well. But Barton is, like, their number two offensive option. And if that's the case, like, he should probably be a number four or maybe, like, a number one guy off the bench. But... Nuggets are just running out of steam a little bit is what it felt like over the weekend. And that definitely hurts Jokic's MVP chances. Mm. They're not giving an MVP to a guy who finishes in seventh seed in the play-in tournament. I mean, obviously, they got a chance still to get out of it. Ten games remain. We shall see. But that was a little bit of a strike against them, no doubt, this weekend. Yeah, it's funny. They're 12 games above 500, uh, but and, and similar records to the Philadelphia 76ers and Joel Embiid and his MVP candidacy. But, yeah, it's just, it's an eyesore. You look at the oh, standings yeah. because voters will look at the standings, yeah. and it is. It's a mental knock. We look at the standings all year long, and even if their records are close, yeah, it, it's it's terrible, and it's terrible for yeah, the, the Nuggets' playoff chances because, sure. because we were hanging on. And uh, Sham Sharanya on his Inside Pass article for The Athletic also confirms a couple guys that aren't going to be back. Zion Williamson not expected to return to play this season, as we've sort of talked about but they're finally at least saying that type yeah. of thing before it was. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, but now uh, Shams reporting not expected to return to play, although he's making progress towards getting on the court. And Damian Lillard yeah. will miss the remainder of the season, as we expect. Lock that in. Yeah. Uh, I've got another loser of the weekend, <laughs> Mr. Temperpoy, Julius Randle. Oh, yeah. He was in the running, at least, uh, on Friday's Drop Podcast. The Knicks, they blew an opportunity to at least make like the final couple weeks a little more interesting mm. in terms of their chances getting into the play-in, but they lost on Sunday to the Jazz, and Randall finished 6-21 of 21 from the field, 1-6 from 3, 13 points, and then in the final couple seconds, got into a little skirmish there with Rudy Gobert, and he just had a bad stretch. I mean, he, he missed a bunny, blew an easy layup when they were like down 6 was a couple minutes ago, then he lost the ball in traffic, and the Boo Birds were out in the garden this guy just like looks so ready for this season to be yeah. over and just like uh just forget about this one bury this one because it's been a rough year for yeah him. even mike breen on the call was uh exasperated yes. i would say with a few nicks plays in yep. that fourth quarter because they got it to within four yeah and they had the ball they had a chance to make it a one possession game there and uh i can't remember exactly what that play was i think it was just a turnover and, and breen was just like ah oh, another bad possession yeah. you know like just that like he's seen Enough. <laughs> he needs the next season. To he needs to get to the playoffs. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. They're, they're done. I mean, I yeah. think we were calling that a couple of weeks ago that their chances were pretty slim, but now I think they're... And not that the Hawks are, like, really, like, uh, cementing their spot no. in the play-in. Five games out, though. Yeah, like, it's hard games. to imagine the Knicks stringing no. together enough wins to make exactly. up five games over the course uh, of ten games. Uh, at the end of this, they were saying, Rudy Gobert, he's being nice. He's being nice to Julius Randle, putting his arm around him, you know, trying to be like, hey, it's all right, man. We're having a good game. 
Come on, come on. Rudy Gobert's got to be talking <laughs> trash there at that point. Like, yeah, right, you guys blew it. You guys blew it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yep. I mean, Randall had comments after the game. Like, he wasn't upset with Gobert either. Yeah. He's, he's obviously frustrated. Sure. I think it's a big part of it. Uh, so, yeah, we'll slip him in there. Trey, who do you have for a loser of the weekend? Uh, much like the Nuggets had a tough weekend, as did the Dallas Mavericks. They'd won 8 of 10 after the All-Star break, and they finally had a bad weekend. They got the full brunt of the Sixers on Friday night. Joel Embiid scored 21 in the first half. Finished with 32, 8 boards, 4 assists, 5 steals. Harden was good, 24 points, 12 assists. He scored or assisted on 15 straight points in the fourth quarter. Philly hit 16 threes. Six of their players hit more, two or more. Great stuff, and they did a good job on Doncic as well. Doncic had just 17 points on 5 of 20 shooting, 2 of 10 from 3 in the loss on Friday. Also had 6 turnovers because Philly went to zone defense, and it really took the Mavericks out of their usual rhythm. They followed that up. The Mavs did with a loss in Charlotte on Saturday. Mavs have been really good defensively lately, but the Hornets hung 129 points on them. 23s for Charlotte. Seven players in double digits, including a season-high 21 from 3J Washington. That's what Eric Collins was calling them. Nice. I love it. Oh, sick Jason Williams pass from LaMelo in this one. The no-look in the lane. A legitimate no-look. And guess what? I fooled you. This is actually a stealth winner. For the yeah, Hornets. Yeah. Four straight yeah. wins for Charlotte. Half game ahead of the Hawks right now for ninth in the East. Over the weekend, you saw a lot of tweets about them being the perfect 500 team because before this win <laughs> uh, against the Mavericks, they were 35 and 35. 17 and 17 at home, 18 and 18 on the road, 22 and 22 against the East, 13 and 13 against the West. Wow. Obviously, that's a little bit up right now, but a bummer end to the road trip for the Mavericks. They started 3 and 0. They lost their last two. Now they got to play the Wolves tonight. This yeah. is a huge game, yeah. and it's the Tass Mellis Trap game. You're coming home after a long road trip. This could be an opportunity for the Wolves to steal one here tonight. Utah also won both their games over the weekend, so they moved ahead of the Mavericks as well. Not great for yeah. Dallas. Yeah, yeah uh, just with Charlotte for one sec here too, You know, as it stands right now, they would play Atlanta, but they would have home court. And we saw just last week, how critical that could be to the tie here to have home court so yep. they're only uh, a game up on the Hawks but uh, it could be huge so Charlotte has just sort of strung it together when things look like they were really falling apart offensively we know they can go out and get it but can they stop anyone yeah I just can't get too excited about any of the 9 and 10 teams no. in either conference no. like, like I said like the Pelicans you could yeah. have as a win of the weekend it's like that's great they're going to be in they might have home court advantage in the first game but then they got to win another one you know it's like and then what are they going to do once they're in there like any of these teams are going to get their asses handed to them. Yeah, well, I mean, again, you know, outside of the Nets, of course. Yeah, if, if it's the Raptors, you would obviously take them over Brooklyn if you can, which is probably going to happen. If it's a Brooklyn, if Brooklyn's in, you, I think most of us are going to take Brooklyn to win that one game mm-hmm. um, against who they have. So, so you're saying, yeah, the winner of the Hornets Hawks is going to play right now would be the Raptors, Raptors. yeah, in Toronto. Okay, so that, I mean, that, yeah, it's a better option than going to Brooklyn to try. Yeah, but to win, then so. my point is, they yeah. get in, and then, then they what get do they smoked. Do? Yeah, 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 they're, yeah, they're not because yeah. I have no faith in a lot. No, of No, I don't either. Hawks but, and the Hornets, but the Hornets just have to have to have something beyond the end of the regular that's fair. season. That's you fair. Know. You get LaMelo some reps. Exactly. Like that. that's fair. Exactly, yeah. Uh, who do you have for Loser of the Weekend? Do we well, need earmuffs this guy? <laughs> well, look, you know, usually if you do something on a Friday night, you can get away with it. 
you know, because it's like feels like it's forever ago. But the Bulls. Oh, I uh, thought you meant with your wife. Yeah. This guy had, I was like, dude, you had two Stellas down at the Fortress. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're big Stellas too, aren't they? Like, yeah, crazy. Uh, anyway, the Bulls yeah, finished. Lee just, Lee just put up his hands like it's like yeah, a small it was, bonsai it was, it tree is. or something. Massive. It's, it's the opposite <laughs> of what Giannis had with the with it's the a tall uh, boy. the call the cause light. We were the opposite. Where it looked like we were the biggest thing. Anyway, I needed to help Lee hold his beer. For <laughs> <him>. <laughs> yeah, Bulls. Uh, look, the Bulls got smoked on Friday night in Phoenix, uh, and that wrapped up a little three-game mini road trip. Lost to Sacramento, Utah, and Phoenix in those last two games. They really let go of the rope, giving up 125 and 129 there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now, you know, it's really interesting because the Bulls got the Raptors night. Massive, massive game there. Woo-hoo. And then they got five on the road again. And it's not easy. You've got Milwaukee, one. The Pelicans... Tough team to sort of figure out right yep, now. Yep. Cavs. And then they got the Knicks and the Wizards. So a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. But for Chicago right now, they just need to string wins together and, and, and sort of get that confidence again because they could find themselves into the playing tournament as well. If, if the Raptors yep. go on a That's street, wild. If the Raptors and the Cavs both kind of have a good end to the season here, Chicago could find themselves yeah. in the play-in. So uh, it's been a you know really rough patch here since the All-Star break for Chicago. And... Um, you know, I know that they've had, you know, they've still got Lonzo Ball still out, Patrick Williams is back, Caruso is back, but it's tough to see them right now being better than some of those teams. <laughs> so uh, we'll see how it plays out. Tonight is just huge against Toronto. They've got to win that game because if they lose it and the Raptors beat them, then there'll be, I think, a tie. I've got the standings here. Let me just check. Um, <laughs> Almost a tie. Uh, about half a game half back. Game ha- half a game ahead, sorry. But uh, yeah, with that schedule from the rest of the way out here for Chicago, it's going to be tough. Yeah, anything to note there, uh, noted Bulls fan? Well, the Bulls were in first place three weeks ago. Wow. That's how recently That's they were crazy. good, and they're all, they're they're in danger of going into the play-in tournament. But honestly, Lee, when I saw you put the Bulls in as loser of the weekend, I thought you meant Red Bull. For oh. the way they oh, blew it! We're going to take it to the track! Oh. <laughs> Uh, that being said it is good that Patrick Williams is coming back he looks incredibly skinny in this video that they showed of him I don't know why so maybe he's going to be a little quicker out there the bad news though is that Lonzo Ball apparently his knee has not responded to the rehab so he's still out they need his three point shooting the Bulls need a counter punch like teams have really figured him out at this point DeRozan said I'm seeing the most double teams I've ever seen in my career teams are doing anything to say somebody else beat us Levine has it some nights some nights he doesn't have it. He's playing through an injury right now. But the problem, I hate to say it, my guy Vucci, he's got to be able to punish. You know, you know, if you're double teaming DeRozan and then you're trying to double team Levine, there's not that many players left. It's got to be Vooch who is uh, showing up here, but he did not, especially against the Suns. DeAndre Ayton had 20 points, 8 of 11 shooting, 4 for 4 from the free throw line, 5 of 6 in the lane. He dominated inside. So, yeah, the Bulls have looked pretty bad basically since the all-star break you say string some wins together i would like them to string a win together <laughs> yeah. that is Starting amazing tonight. three weeks ago there three weeks ago. and now i mean it is possible that they could not even make the playoffs like worst case scenario they fall into the play-in you play the nets you lose that game and then you know you get unfortunate a one game anything happens type of thing that would just be insane mm. like the like you know in a month span or a little bit more than a month span to go from first in your conference to not even making the playoffs. And it's I, I don't think that's going to happen, but I guess it's in play. I also didn't think that we'd be very excited for random NBA games on Monday, on a Monday, you know, weeks before the season was done. I thought this was sort of the dead part of the season. Right. NCAA is on, but I'm pumped for, for Raptors, Bulls, yep. pumped for Wolves and the Mavs. Yep. I mean, Mike up. 
Patrick Beverly versus Luka Doncic, the oh. the, the real temper boy. How much is he going to be talking to, to Patrick Beverly? Well, and did the you hear the story tonight? about him on the on the day we were talking about? Luca as Mr. Temperboy because he leads the league in techs. He's got this whole thing now. He just oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. sings to himself yeah. instead of complaining with the referees. That's, that's... like going to be his strategy, I guess. Well, Dirk, I, I, said, I was going to say that's a classic Dirk move, but Dirk used to sing going to the free, free throw, throw line, line yeah. right? So maybe you got some advice from Dirk, former Mev. Just sing it. Uh, the, just yeah, sing it. The Red Bull was great. Even I got into the F1 on the weekend. Oh. Sports were just good right now. You watching sports the race this good. weekend? I like sports. Nah, I wasn't watching the race, nah. <laughs> Man, you, you, I thought you, you liked tricked everybody. You think you say you like all the sports and then you don't even watch half the sports. Bahrain? Nah, get off oh, here. Jesus. Get me, get me oh, Jesus. Oh, you weren't watching because of the track? That's right. Oh. Get to Albert Park then that's when I jump in. Okay. Yeah, third race of the season, I think. Okay, great. Yeah. I assume that's the one in Melbourne. In Melbourne, all that's right. right. Yeah. All right, excellent. <laughs> uh, well, let's hear from everybody else out there, your losers of the NBA weekend or losers uh, from the uh, start of the F1 season. Uh, let us know, McLaren. Rough start. For oh yeah, guys. tough one for Danny Rick. Yeah, I guess for Mercedes uh, engines or whatever. Oh, the power units. Yeah, uh, yeah, they were looking <laughs> looking pretty poor down there. But uh, I was happy to see my guy Lewis somehow end up getting the podium. Yeah. That was lucky. Yeah. Uh, no breaks coming up. What tomorrow? Tomorrow, 1 p.m. Eastern. There you go. If you're a fan of the F1, check out No Breaks with uh, Trey and Graydon Gordian breaking down that race and looking ahead to the rest of the season. All right, we're gonna take our final break. When we come back, Lee will have tweet of the night. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. What's with you always having Mondays, Tweet of the Night? Uh, you switch know, it up. Uh, okay, we can little. switch it up. It just the rotation just works like that I sometimes. Know. You know, sometimes a guy's away or whatever. Someone says, hey, can you take Tweet? Whatever. So I'm just in the Monday routine. But yeah. I can switch it up. We can trade. <laughs> uh, so I've got a good one, I think, because it's kind of a, it's a Tweet of the Night, but it's also a fan sign, and you'll never guess who it was from. Michael. Ooh. Not Woobly Balls, no. Serial uh, sign sender. Serial sign sender in our self-defeating Dan and Whammy. Now look at the <laughs> look at the drip he's got going on here. Yep. He's got a sign. He's got the No Dunks Classic Factory throwback t-shirt there. And he's got a sign that says, This was a real game of basketball. Uh, <laughs> Eight by eleven pieces. Yeah, of we, paper. we're not calling this a sign. That's a piece of paper. That's a classic no, uh, Michael sign, though. That's the no, way he. he no, used he's it. done real signs. A piece of nice marker board. on board. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's a sign. <laughs> it's and uh, yeah, this was a sign. This <laughs> was a fan sign, and he also he wrote on there though. 
if, if you see there, you wrote on there, see, many NBA arenas banned signs when there was a oh, there you go about Hong Kong. Oh. One in particular has kept signs out, but enforcement has been inconsistent. That explains this poor effort. It was a test. So, oh, I see what's going on yeah. here. Okay, okay, okay. So now, sorry, sorry, uh, Michael. Yeah. It makes more sense why you're not bringing your sign. giant signs anymore, but he's going to get back to the giant signs, I think. That's right, yeah. that's right. So uh, <laughs> this yeah, was he, real. he smuggled a sign in there and got away with it <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, great. That is such actually a funny sign to have at a basketball game. <laughs> this was a real game of basketball. Like if you made that big and just held it up, <laughs> I mean, you're getting on the broadcast. People start fun. going, yeah, yeah, that is a real yeah. game of basketball. Game. That's yeah. good. That's good. All right. Nice to have him back in our lives. Yes. And the shirt. Yes. That shirt's popping. Exactly. exactly. So I, I saw a bunch of people uh, tagging us on Instagram this weekend, getting their no dunks. Um, the jersey. Cavs jerseys. People rocking them at the they beach. They look nice, yeah. man. They look great. Yeah. I'm starting to think about wearing one to pick up. Like, is it, would it be weird to wear your own basketball jersey Do to it. a pickup game? I think pickups They fun. look sweet, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, some of those beach shots. Real nice. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I'd seen a, a classic factory shirt in action yet. That in one, the wild? I'd like to see it. Yeah, yeah in the wild. Yeah, well, go to nodunks.com. That, that one you definitely can still buy. It yeah, wasn't a limited up. run, that one. So if you want to. I heard there may be more jerseys dropping in the future. Ooh. Oh, sorry. I'm leaking alpha here. <laughs> okay. Let's get to uh, picking results from Friday night. It was the uh, Mavericks Sixers game. Philly was favorites in this one. Brought to you by BetMGM, of course, this line. And, uh, well,. Philly took care of business. They covered. Yeah, handily in the end, they covered that, uh, well, really two and a half point line. So that's a win for me. That's a win for Trey. And we're both seven and seven. Tass took the L. He's eight and six. He was within striking distance. And Lee, unfortunately, you're coming up in last right now. You're five and nine as we start to get closer to the end of March. So you got some you got some work to do, yeah. Dallas. But uh, what's tonight's game there, Tess? Well, we got the Raptors and Bulls on the board. You know, that's a lot. Oh, boy. What I was surprised by uh, is that I'm the only one on the Raptors. A four-and-a-half-point dog in Chicago. The three of you guys believe that the Raptors, or I'm sorry, the Bulls are going to win by five or more. What's what's up with that there? Well, they played last night, Mm. not yesterday. The rare, like, yeah. Sunday night game? East Coast game. East Coast, yeah, yeah, strange. 8.30 Eastern. Yeah. Come on, Philadelphia. Uh, so I'm a little worried about the back-to-back situation here. Gotcha. For the Raps, and the Bulls desperately need one. You know, you get a little boost there, Patrick Williams. Doesn't feel good always picking against my Raps, but I thought I thought the line was a little strange, so that's why I'm going Chicago. Yeah. Yep. I'm happy to take those four points. Yeah, it's, you got something yeah. to play a with A big line. I was a little surprised to see yep. the Bulls getting that many points, yep. considering yeah. how poorly they played recently. Yeah, Bulls, you know, they're coming back from a road trip, but they've had two good days off. Yeah, yeah. Is that good? good. You know they're good. They're really relaxed. Uh, what the weather's been like in Chicago? They're like, they're like, all right, we gotta, we got time here to prepare. Anyway, who knows? Right. We'll so see. three of us taking Chicago. they got to win by five or more. And yeah, Taff's the only one taking the wraps to uh, to cover there. So good luck, everybody. Let's call it there. Fun show. Hopefully a classic. You tell us. Email in your NBA questions to nodunksattheathletic.com. Follow us across all the social media channels, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at No Dunks Inc. That's I-N-C at the end. And get yourself an athletic subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks, dollar a month for up to six months for new subscribers. And if you go to that uh, that website, theathletic.com slash no dunks, they'll know that we sent you, which is always nice. So uh, take advantage of that. We'll be back tomorrow here in the Classic Factory, 10 a.m. Eastern live. Talk about tonight's big games, as Tass talked about, some some juicy ones there, including that Raptors-Bulls game. And then no breaks later in the day on Tuesday. So lots coming here from the Class Factory. Until then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. 
Thanks for joining us, and remember, Elton John is finally retiring. Is that right, Lee? Mm, yes. You're wearing the farewell Yellow Big Road shirt from yes. his final tour, right? From his final tour from 2018. This is four years old, yeah. and uh, I'll be seeing him again in September down here in Atlanta. <laughs> the final time. Final, is it going to be final, a final, final, well, the final, final The final, final show is actually at Dodger Stadium in LA, so Ooh, maybe, uh, we'll we'll, maybe I'll call our old friend Matt and see if he wants to go along. We'll go to that one together. I'm sure he would love awesome. that. I'm sure he would. I um, wanted to know, what do you think about Daddy Yankee retiring from the music game? Tough day. Tough day. It is a tough day. Yeah. He's a legend. But they're like boxers. Musicians never really retire. They're always Good coming to know. back. They'll be back. <laughs> Embrace the day, people.